do we want to do like a um i don't know a spooky intro of some kind yes we do everybody and welcome to Spook Retorts. I am your host Daniela Stein and this is my lovely assistant Count Samula. And this is the podcast where one of us has a strange piece of media that we share with the other person who has no experience or knowledge of it. And this month is our Halloween episodes. <laughs> welcome to our Halloween special. <laughs> All month Halloween themed episodes. And I am going to start us off with Ooh. a fabulous movie, a veritable classic of a film. <laughs> I'm already shaking in my cape and fangs. <laughs> we are doing House of Wax. It's this 2005 movie. It's a remake or a revisioning of an older classic film. What's the older classic film called? Also House, House of, of Wax. Wax. I'm okay. pretty sure. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> yeah, I'm not familiar with that movie. Uh, I might watch it after this. I'm curious if it held any kind of similarity whatsoever. But this one is the 2005 rendition of it. And it is, it's pretty 2005. <laughs> okay, whatever that means. I'm going to send you a copy of the summary. I did a very short summary because all of them were kind of giving away a little too much information. And I think this is one of those movies that's a little more fun just to kind of find out the weird stuff as it goes along. The real horror is spoilers. <laughs> and uh, so I'm going to send this to you. I think this was IMDb, if I remember correctly. Oh, Hang those on, are like one sense of nonsense. Perfect. Yeah. I went through a bunch. I really did look, but just everything <laughs> okay. gave away way too much information. <laughs> well, then what's the point? All right, let's see this. All right. So what I have in front of me says a group of teens are unwittingly stranded near a strange wax museum and soon must fight to survive and keep from becoming the next exhibit. <laughs> now, when you told me the title House of Wax, I assumed that was more metaphorical than a literal wax museum. I thought that'd be a little bit too on the nose. But apparently, I was giving this movie too much credit. It gets even better than that, Sam. You're gonna, you're gonna die. It's, it's great. Oh no! It's a dying. scream. That's scary. <laughs> oh, oh, this is gonna puns. be a very long episode with all the puns, Danielle. <laughs> all right, let's start this. So this movie, like I said, 2005, it has a lot of actors from that period, just to As give a little background. Absolutely. It'd be hard to have an actor from like 1832 in it. So, you're funny. My <laughs> personal favorite actor in this movie is Chad Michael Murray. Oh. <laughs> he, he was an actor in such TV shows as One Tree Hill and classic movies such as The Cinderella Story with Hilary Duff, you know, classic 2000 staple. Hilary Duff is a staple of 2005? Yeah, yeah, give or take. Sure. sure. She's not in the movie, but she was definitely in that movie well, with Danielle, Chad Well, Daniel, I got my hopes up for nothing. <laughs> I know. It would have been good with her. It also stars Jared Padalecki, who was in Supernatural, probably where you know him from. He played Sam. hey oh. Hey, there's only one Sam in this podcast. <laughs> he was also on Gilmore Girls. It also stars Alicia Cuthbert, who, to be honest, I'm I'm sure I've seen other places. She looked vaguely <laughs> familiar, but she was in Are You Afraid of the Dark? So, Oh, you did some research for this episode, yeah, did you, Danielle? Was, I was just curious what else I'd seen her in, but then I couldn't really figure it out. And it also has Paris Hilton in it. Well, all right. Now I'm sold. I really enjoyed her in 
Uh, hottie or the naughty. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking <laughs> I was of. Like, I don't know where are you going with that, Sam? <laughs> it, it, it took me a while to figure out what I knew her from. There's also a musical that she was in. Well, it, it's oh, just yeah, not yeah, important. Yeah. That movie that we were talking about that one day. <laughs> okay, Danielle, very specific. Our audience will appreciate that diversion. Uh, let's move on before we lose any more listeners. Okay. So this movie gets progressively weirder. It actually starts out pretty standard uh, horror routine. That's not teens. They're college age horror like movie type. It starts out very basic horror movie with the college aged kids in it. And Good then save. it kind of gets stranger and stranger. <laughs> Um, and I am going to skip, definitely going to skip over the slight torturey bits that are in it because I don't think they're particularly necessary to the plot. So just if anybody's familiar with this movie, I'm leaving them out on purpose. Because they're gross and they don't contribute to anything? Basically. And I think this movie is best when it leans into its premise about being about a house of wax. <laughs> Danielle, no one calls wax museums a house of wax. You'll get there, Sam. We'll get there. I mean, maybe they do, I guess. I don't know. I haven't, how many, how many wax museums do I know of? I only know of Madame Tussauds. And I don't know if she calls it Madame Tussauds House of Wax or just Madame Tussauds Wax Museum. That's a great question. I'm not sure either. And I have been in a Madame Tussauds, so you think I would remember. You know, I may just put my foot in my mouth. Listeners, tweet Danielle the answer. <laughs> Please do. Okay. So I'm going to go through the opening scene kind of quickly because it is relevant, but it's, I don't, it doesn't need detail. So the opening scene just starts with a pot of wax that's boiling on the stove. Like it's clearly used quite frequently for that. And it's the 70s. There's a 70s mother. Everything's filmed from the waist down for various reasons. And so everything's just kind of that. Uh, for like, the whole movie or just the scene? Just that scene. Okay. Just that'd be opening really weird. Scene. That would be really weird. And she clearly has some kind of artistic tendencies towards wax. She has a wax face sculpture that she's pouring wax into to create like a lifelike face a mold yeah a mold and she's pouring wax into it and there's a kid that's eating cheerios in a high chair and she's talking to the kid like you're such a good kid look at you eating your cheerios or whatever and during this very idyllic scene suddenly a screaming child is brought in by the dad the dad like brings him in is like why can't you be like your brother you're a freak you know and he straps him down yeah. to this high chair that's in there it's obviously some like childhood trauma going on that both parents are totally fine with yeah no kidding right that's basically the scene and it is relevant otherwise i probably would have skipped over that more but it cuts ahead to a group of college-aged kids who are going on a road trip and this is more modern day this is 2005 <laughs> Ooh, so modern day 15 years ago yeah you can tell it's 2005 because of the cell phones so are they all flip a phones no, they're all the like clunky. I had one of these actually. It's like the, they're not very big, but they're heavy duty plastic cell phones. Uh, they have the little tiny screens and you had to like do the numbers probably for your. Oh, T9. I'm old. <laughs> yeah, those ones. They are going on a road trip to a football game. There's two cars, car loads full of them and they're all friends. And it's mostly following the female, the Alicia Cuthbert character. Her name is Carly, which is what I'm going to refer to her as from here on out. And well, that's her name, so that helps. Yes, but you know me and character names, so I am going to refer to her as Carly. <laughs> She's. Okay. It's established that she's moving to New York soon, and her boyfriend, who's played by Jared Padalecki, his name's Wade, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Wade. I know. He Wade to go. <laughs> Wade uh... to go. Oh. He's not sure if he wants to go with her or stay in the small town that they're from. So it's kind of a, a tension between them, you might say. I'm sure the movie will address that with care and sensitivity. Yes, totally does. It really doesn't matter. <laughs> 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 to be honest, none of these character traits matter. <laughs> then we're talking about them because... 
because they're, you know, I'm fleshing out the characters so that you have some kind of emotional attachment to them as they all die, Sam. Oh, okay, right, because that's going to happen. <laughs> there are two friends that are with them, and it's a couple. One's played by Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton has a boyfriend that has absolutely no personality other than being Paris Hilton's boyfriend. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. And they're a couple, and they're the couple in the horror movie that just have sex repeatedly while there's a horror movie going on. Oh, okay. So that makes sense. Yeah, the trope. There is another friend named Dalton who's kind of like the stoner comic relief character. And he invited along Carly's brother. And there's some tension about Carly's brother, whose name is Nick. He is played by Chad Michael Murray. Woo! Ooh. And not everybody's happy that he's there because he was recently released from jail. He was uh, bailed out of jail because he stole a car. Aww. I know. And he apparently is blaming everybody for his own problems. And you'd think that would go somewhere with character development or into the plot. And it does not. You'd he does be wrong. not have a epiphany about how his own actions <laughs> nope, cause his own problems. <laughs> okay. Well, glad we have him in the movie. <laughs> yeah, he's an important character. He just, it doesn't really matter if he stole a car or not. Cool. But he's the one with the attitude. Oh, he's a rude dude with the tude. Absolutely. So they hit the road. They're at a diner and they, you know, finish up their food and they decide to hit the road and they're trying to get going towards this football game, which apparently is very far away and it starts to get dark. So they discuss pulling over. Because driving in the dark is impossible. Yeah, I think they're tired or something. I think they'd plan to stay overnight because they have a bunch of camping equipment in the back of their car. Oh. And so Jared Padalecki sees a sign as they're traveling for so Trudy's... Carly Carly. I absolutely am What his that. name is, Jared Padalecki, the whole but time. But his name is Jared Padalecki. <laughs> What's the character's name, Danielle? His name's Wade. <laughs> okay. See, I'd already forgotten that because you're never going to call him Wade again ever in this movie. <laughs> and it's not. a great name. Okay, fine. Wade, I'm not going to promise that I'm going to stay with Wade. Just oh, I know so you, you know. won't. <laughs> I'm pretty sure all my notes say Jared Padalecki. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. So Wade sees a sign for Trudy's House of Wax, like one of those roadside attraction signs. And he's interested in it. He's like, oh, that seems kind of cool. And everybody in the dark? car. Isn't it it's close? It's getting dark. It's getting dark. Yeah. But he just kind of sees it as they're passing. They're like heading and it's starting to get dark. And everybody in the car is like, that's super lame. Like, are you into that kind of stuff? He's like, yeah, kind of. No, I wouldn't mind seeing it. Go, Wade, go. I appreciate you, you know, marching to the beat of your own drum. Right. His enthusiasm for... Uh, Midwestern or whatever <laughs> roadside attractions. And they are on a car trip. They should stop and look at weird stuff. That's the whole point. Yeah. Except in a horror movie, it's a bad idea. Well, okay, Danielle. Then just <laughs> so they... ruin every movie. <laughs> and so they decide to pull over. It's kind of a wooded area off the side of the road that kind of pull off. And they pull out their camping equipment and settle in for the night. Chad, Michael Murray, and Jared Padalecki, Wade, and uh, uh, yeah. I don't remember his name. <laughs> Chad, Michael Murray. <laughs> Whoa, Danielle, you forgot the name of the character in the thing you're sharing. I know. But anyway, Jared and Chad, they have a run in over a football. Um, they're like playing football and they just kind of get into it. And Carly shows up and is like, hey, you know, calm down, dude. Stop being such a jerk to my boyfriend. It's not his fault that your life sucks. It's not any of our faults. Wait, which one is the one who stole the car again? Chad Michael Murray. Okay. And it's Carly's brother. Right. Got it. Carly is who again? Carly is the main girl. No, I mean, what's the name of the actress? Oh, Alicia Cuthbert. Okay, I'm just trying to make sure if I can keep you on on the straight and narrow. (laughs) I almost got it. Other than Chad Michael Murray's actual character name. I'm I'm doing well. (laughs) (laughs) 
And then Chad Michael Murray says, don't you get it? You're the good twin. I'm the evil twin. Thus establishing that they're twins, which feels like it should come into play. It sort of does, but not really. So this isn't a Sweet Valley High situation. No, unfortunately not. I was actually really hoping that it was somehow going to play out in the end that them being twins had some kind of relationship to what was going on and sadly did not Mm. i know so you can tell that chad michael murray's kind of a little upset by the interaction with his sister i think it's supposed to demonstrate that he has some affection for her so as all this is happening a sinister wind picks up and blows through the trees yes it really was sinister it did (laughs) it did look like it was meant to be evil (laughs) how do you make a sinister wind how do you make a wind appear sinister I don't know. It just like ruffled the trees like really oddly and everybody so, like, was kind of like, yeah, but it was like a weird wind. It was like, a, I don't know, Sam, you had to have seen the movie. <laughs> okay. So this mysteriously evil wind is blowing through the trees. Right. And as this happened, all of them kind of stop and are like, oh my God, what's that smell? Because something stinks. Oh, excuse me. Yes. What? Huh? Why'd you stop? Oh, because you said, excuse me. Because I farted. I thought- Oh. Stinky wind, Danielle. Jeez, uh. keep up. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't get the fart joke. Maybe wow. I'm too mature. Oh, no, you're not. Absolutely not. not. You're right, I'm not. It's a lie. <laughs> it's a complete lie. So the wind, they smell something, and then Jared Padalecki is like, or Wade, says, something's dead out there. Like, we were all sure of that as soon as the wind picked up and it was smelly. So let's just stick around here then, near the yes. dead thing. They totally do, too. They don't move. They don't, like, go somewhere else. They're just like, oh, it'll be fine. <laughs> I love camping near rotting carcasses. <laughs> so they're hanging out, and this this truck pulls into the area, like the, the area right outside of the open area. Right like, you should turn around. So the truck shows up and it has its like high beams on and it's just sitting there just idling and they're kind of waving at it like, do you need something, buddy? Like, you know, what's going on? They they thought maybe they're on his property, but they didn't pass any signs or gates or anything. Mm -hmm. And nobody gets out of the truck, of course. And Chad Michael Murray, because he's the one with the attitude, he gets upset about it. So he picks up his beer bottle and throws it at the headlight of the truck and it breaks it. And the truck idles there for a little bit longer. Nobody comes out. Then they leave. The truck leaves. That seems like a safe interaction that I want to stick around for. I know, but college kids, they just like hang out and they're like, that's fine. Danielle, <laughs> drink. I was a college kid. <laughs> so were you. This you is were not-, not how they behave. They're not morons. <laughs> they're not complete dum-dums who are like, let me just throw a bottle out of a car, smash a headlight. No one gets out and they just drive away. That's clearly going to end well for us. He's not going to go get like his friends to come rough us up or whatever. Yes, I agree. But to be fair, they're probably like mostly drunk and, you know, 20. Okay, sure. <laughs> so nothing, ha- like nothing happens then. They go- they drink, they go to sleep. There's like, some little shenanigans, but I hear something and, the you know, they get out and look at the tents, but nothing's going on and they all go back to sleep. But they all oversleep because they're hungover the next morning. And so they're kind of in a rush to get to the game, which is where they were actually going. And they're all packing their stuff up. And Jared Wade realizes that his fan belt is broken on his car. And he's like, man, I just fixed just fixed this. This is brand new. Very mysterious. Yes. Spooky <laughs> car repairs. Absolutely. And the girls, Carly and Paris Hilton, those are the two girls, go off to the to What's find Paris them. Hilton's character name? <laughs> I forgot. Um I don't know the answer to that okay, question. Okay, <laughs> there's two. There's two we don't have. I have I have Chad Michael Murray's earlier in my notes. I just don't remember it. Okay, I'm sure. I'm not that, sure that I ever put Paris Hilton's down, to be honest. <laughs> wow, okay. So well, Let's move on, then. Paris Hilton it is. 
Paris Hilton and Carly go <laughs> into the woods to use the restroom and they smell the gross thing again. And Carly is somehow the dumber of the two of them. She's uh -oh. like, I think I'm, I think it's coming from over there. I'm going to go check it out. No. <laughs> I know. And Paris, bless her. She's like, yeah, let's go follow the smell. That's a good idea. Follow the smell book road. <laughs> she was like not into it at all. Oh, come on. That was a great pun. It's not. Follow the smell of what? <laughs> <laughs> you don't listen to me at all. No, you said the follow the smell of brick road. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. All right. You know what? I don't need your pity. <laughs> My pity laugh. <laughs> I don't need your pity. Uh, you, you don't pay attention to the movies you watch. Why would you pay attention to me? <laughs> I was listening. I was just talking at the same time. So I finished oh. my thought before I reacted to yours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know. That's not the way it's supposed to work. Multitasking. So they're wandering through the forest and Carly slips down like the hillside and she falls into a roadkill pit. Ew. Which, I know. I didn't know roadkill kits existed. You said roadkill kits. <laughs> I didn't know that roadkill pits existed. <laughs> <laughs> I like roadkill kits. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently this movie posits that they do. <laughs> I, did you bother to look up if they're a thing? No, I didn't because gross. work it up to the to the minute here. <laughs> so she is like landed in it, which is pretty freaking nasty if you ask me. She's in the pit and she sees like a human hand out of like pushed out of all the, the dead animals and she's freaking out. She's trying to get out of it. She can't get out of it. And all she's all her screaming brings everybody over and they all pull her out of it. Her upper body's kind of covered in all this gooey, gross stuff. Mm -hmm. And as they're down there, as they're like getting starting to walk back up the hill, a pickup truck pulls in and they immediately think maybe it's the same truck from last night, but the headlights not broken on the front. So they assume it must be somebody different. Oh, yeah, this will be safe. Yeah. And so this guy comes in, he has a dead deer in the back of the truck. Uh, it's like a work truck and he pulls it out and dumps it in there. And they're like, hey, there's a human hand in there. Have you seen that? And so the guy with like no words whatsoever, because, you know, deliverance country, he decides to like walk across the pit with all the animals and just like goes to reach down to pull the hand and it like pops off as he pulls on it. And it's part of a mannequin that he found on the side of the road, supposedly. He didn't just say, hey, that's a mannequin. He had to go over there and dramatically pull the hand out of the pit. Yeah. And then he goes, do you need a hand? Okay. All right. I like this guy. I hope he kills them all because he's awesome. <laughs> it was pretty funny. There aren't many funny lines in this movie. And that was a pretty funny one. And they're all like, oh, God, no. And so it ends up that he offers them a ride. He's like, there's a town just up the way because they tell him about the fan belt. And they're like, hey, if you, you want to ride up there, I'll, I'll give you and your girlfriend a ride up there. So Jared and Carly and the other ones decide they're going to go on to the football game because they're not going to make it if they don't leave. So Do they, they have two cars or just they one? They have two cars. Yep. Okay. Because there's a bunch of them. So they had two cars. So they split up. That team goes to the football game. And then that Jared and Carly end up in the car with the creepy guy. Yeah, this couldn't go wrong. And I know, roadkill guy. And they are suspicious. To be fair, this movie does like have moments where you're like, they act like people would act. Like you're freaked out by things that they should be freaked out by. Not always, but often. Mm -hmm. And so they get to the end of this road and it turns out it's washed out. 
And he's like, the town's just around the corner, but if you help me put in my four-wheel drive, like he has to manually do the four-wheel drive. I forgot the road was washed out because I'm not up here very often. I'll take you like over it. And they get like super suspicious and they think that he's going to try and like kill them or something. And he has a big like hunting knife, you know, that he uses for the destruction of the roadkill animals. Sure. And so they're just like kind of freaked out by them. They're like, no, man, we're going to walk. It's totally fine. And he gets kind of put out by it. And they walk around the corner, like go across the, the washed out area, walk around the corner. And sure enough, there's a town just right in the corner. And they're like, oh, man, we're jerks. He was totally trying to be helpful. Well, was he? I don't know. You'll find out soon. Okay, great. <laughs> so this town, it's a really small town. It's like one of those one street towns. There's nobody in the road, but there are cars parked and stores, lights on. They see a woman closing a curtain at a window, like up you know, on the second story. And they hear music from the gas station. But So they head to the gas station, but there's nobody there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Empty gas station playing music makes sense. Yeah, totally. And they get a phone call from the group that went to the football game that says they're turning around because they're dead stopped in traffic. They're never going to make it. They've totally missed the game. And they agree that they're going to meet later at the washed out road and get a ride Is back. Is it a into... cell phone call? Yeah, cell phone. Ah. Everybody has cell phones. That's one horror movie where cell phones exist. <laughs> I know. And it, it's like totally legitimate when they don't use their cell phones. It's amazing. So Jared notices the House of Wax at the end of the road because it's the town where the Wax Museum apparently was. And he's like, why don't we go hang out there while we're waiting for whoever's in charge of the... I mean, they're coming back, obviously. The music's playing. And she's like, we are not going to a Wax Museum. Let's go find somebody. <laughs> and so... <laughs> They decide to go to the church, which is like right across the way. So they step into the church, and as they walk in, they realize they've interrupted a funeral service. Ooh, I know. <laughs> so they do the like back out thing, like so sorry, and they walk out. And the man who was standing at the casket when they walked in, who turned around and looked at them, he comes out of the church a few minutes later as they're kind of debating what they should do. And he's a little like put out that they interrupted the service, but they're like, oh, we're just looking for the guy. You know, our cars broke down, and we're looking for Bo, the guy who runs the gas station. They'd learned his name from the roadkill guy. Okay. And he's like, oh, I'm Bo. Obviously, I'm in the middle of this funeral service. Like, let me finish up. And somebody I love dearly, I'm going to put the casket in the ground and I'll be there in you know, 45 minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he goes back into the church. They head out. He's kind of a little sleazy. He's like talking specifically to Carly. He's not really talking to Jared Padalecki. And Jared gets oh, all kind of butthurt about it. You never ignore Jared. I know. First off, in reality, who would ignore Jared Padalecki? <laughs> I mean, apparently you ignored his character name. Yeah, but his name's Wade. (laughs) I know it. (laughs) All right, fair enough. Okay. Wade. Wade. Wade yourself into that pit of roadkill. So they decide while they're waiting, they're going to go to the House of Wax. While they're waiting? Waiting for the guy at the funeral. It was another Wade joke. Yeah, I know. I was ignoring it. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) That was going to be a Wade podcast. That's all you're going to do this entire podcast is make Wade jokes. Well, it's either that or spooky puns. And either way, it's not going to help anyone. (laughs) So they go to the House of Wax. They're like walking towards it. And there's a cut to the inside of what we assume is the House of Wax. And you see a faceless person, like it doesn't show their face, sculpting a very lifelike wax sculpture. And there's opera music playing in the background because (laughs) all creepy things are set to opera music. Sure. Phantoms, notoriously set to opera music. (laughs) Exactly. And that's the be all end all of creepy things. So Jared's pretty excited about this house and he walks up to it and he scrapes at it and he realizes, Sam, that the entire house is made of wax. That seems like a bad idea. (laughs) Wouldn't that melt? (laughs) And so it's 
And this is where I realized, like, I didn't know much about the movie either. And this is where I realized the House of Wax was literally a House of Wax. <laughs> <laughs> that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But isn't it kind of cool? Like, if you were driving down a road and you heard about a house made of wax and, like, everything's made of wax in the house and it has wax sculptures, wouldn't you go check it out? I mean, probably. But I love those touristy trap kind of places. Me too. I was, like, super excited about that. I was like, yeah, I would die because I would totally go to the House of Wax. (laughs) (laughs) But it's also just the worst building material. It's not structurally sound. I agree. I have no idea how it works and how the sun doesn't heat it. I don't know how wax giant sculptures work out in the the air. (laughs) In the museums, you mean? Well, the whole house is made of wax, though. So if it's made of wax and the sun's beating down on it, does it melt or does it have a coating on it that prevents it from melting? I don't know. That's a real mystery. So if you're a wax sculptor out there and you can tell us how we can make a house of wax, please get in touch. Yeah. Surely one of our listeners is like a wax sculptor or has sculpted wax structures in the past. You are very convinced about (laughs) that. Why would that be a Shirley? It's just it's just as likely as we, like things we've needed in the past, like yeah. But I never said they were likely. I never I said surely possible. we have an astronomer. But surely we have a taxidermist listening. No, no. I mean, maybe I just, it'd be I'm great if feeling, we did. I'm feeling like we would attract wax sculpturists, sculptures. Okay, you think a whole vibe just screams <laughs> wax sculptures, especially for the episode House of Wax. Like that's what they're gonna listen to. Well, if they're not horror fans, Danielle. I mean, well, it's not maybe- like we have the movie Ghost where you get ghost <laughs> listeners, or maybe we will. <laughs> that's a weird movie that could work. But we both know it. I know, and <laughs> I know the whole plot too. Everyone knows that movie. It's so <laughs> I know, good. Even if you hadn't seen it. If you haven't seen it, go watch Ghost and then come back to the podcast. <laughs> not that it has anything to do with House of Wax. No, not at all. But it's a Patrick good Swayze and Whoopi Goldberg, Demi Moore, sign me up. It's a great cast. Definitely go watch Ghost, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> That's our recommendation. Book, retor- book Spook Retorts recommendation of That's the day. That's our Spook Retorts recommendation, which we've never done before and we'll never do again. Ghost. <laughs> we might do one for the rest of October. Uh, Spook retorts. We won't remember by next Spook time, Danielle. Retorts report. <laughs> okay. So this house of wax, which may or may not have actually melted in real life, <laughs> is like a full size house and it has probably twenty foot letters up at the very top of the house carved into it that says house of wax. Like I mean, if you gotta call a house of wax a house of wax, then right. yeah. So the house is closed, like it's closed forever, the day, I don't know, but it's closed to the public. But the door is open, of course, and so they go in. Do they just ignore the closed sign like jerks? Yeah. Well, Jared Padalecki is like, I want to go see the House of Wax. And his girlfriend's like, come on, dude, let's not do this. <laughs> I like her. I know. She would have survived, but who knows? <laughs> in a horror movie, she's like the best chance of survival right now. Probably. So everything in the house, in case this wasn't clear, everything in the house is made out of wax. We're talking about like couches, ceiling, floor, decor, toilets. Et like, I don't, I don't know if there's real toilets in there, but like most of the stuff in that house is made out of wax. And there are wax figures or statues, all like multiple years worth of, you know, ones in like flapper dresses and just normal looking people. And they're all kind of very lifelike. So wax statues from across the decades. Yes, basically. And they're not famous people or anything like that. They're just like average everyday They're people who have been trapped in the house by the evil person who lives there. I'm Got not, it. You're not going to tell you that, Sam. Danielle, the description told me that. <laughs> it said they have to fight to survive and keep from becoming the next exhibit. Clearly, <laughs> the people get trapped in the museum and become the exhibit, Danielle. 
Yes. Good job, Sam. Good thinking. <laughs> yes. I have reading <laughs> comprehension. Thank you, Danielle. Uh, you know the future. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, on the wall, there are all these framed newspaper articles, and it's about, about Trudy's House of Wax. And so it's kind of the history of Trudy's House of Wax over the years. There's a- So Trudy, Madame Tussaud, who knows? <laughs> yes, the tease. That's the only way you can own a House of Wax. And- there's a little, like, a newspaper clipping about Trudy and her husband expecting a child, like, just kind of giving it a, a sense of it. And, Were these uh, the abusive parents? I'm not going to tell you that yet. Okay. Um, well, and that's Carly a yes. is Carly is like, what? Like, why is this? Who, when is a wax sculpture a famous person? Like, how, how did she become so famous? And Jared's like, well, it's, it's a small town. Maybe it's just that's why. And she's like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> So she's kind of like perplexed by it. So she's looking at all the different and there's they're like little sculptures as well, not just the bigger ones. And like many people or like children? No, like little like animals or just weird, uh-huh. not even animals, but just like mermaids and just like real like actual wax She trapped sculptures. a mermaid? No. <laughs> no. That's just not like, cool. Like art sculptures, like real oh, ones. Okay. And so she's looking at him. She kind of like she turns one over and it says Vincent on the bottom. And then she notices that like a lot of them say Vincent on them or and there's also artwork on the walls that says Vincent. So clearly this is like the the person who does the wax creations. The sculptor. Yeah. And there's this scene where Jared sees a dog and he's like, oh, they even made a dog into a to a wax statue. And he walks up to the dog, which is it's like, alive. it's not moving at all, Sam. It was not moving. <laughs> That's not how dogs work. <laughs> Work. It's just standing works. there frozen, and he walks up to him, he's like, oh, what a good dog, like, thinking that it's wax, and then the dog barks at him, and he, like, jumps, and I was like, why was that dog not moving? <laughs> Dogs are nothing but motion. Like, they wiggle their butts all the time. They're so I happy. I was like, no way. Like, somebody was standing off screen, obviously, and being like, stay there. <laughs> Yeah, no ridiculous. kidding. He's the most unnatural dog I've ever seen. <laughs> well, I guess that's supposed to fit in with the whole theme of being a house of evil wax. Right. And the funny thing is, it's like clearly a well taken care of dog. It's like a, not just a random dog that's in the house of wax. And they're not concerned about it at all. Like they're assuming it's empty, that nobody's there. They called around a few times and they see it, somebody's actual like pet dog and they're like, it's fine. They don't even get out of the house of wax. They just continue to walk around. These people are idiots. <laughs> I know. So I was like, come on, people. You almost deserve to die at this point. You feel that about a lot of horror movies. I know. And so. Carly is like walking around the room. She looks, there's a mirror on the wall, like a, I'm sure it had a wax probably frame, but it's an actual mirror. And she uh, rubs some dust off of it, looks at herself, and then she sees out the window behind her, like a face of somebody. And of she course, jumps. mirror jump scare. Yeah, of course. And she's like, I saw somebody out there, I swear. And so Jared's like, stay here. I'll go look. No. <laughs> Don't split the party. That's how you get a TPK. And then the weird thing is, instead of just like standing at the door or something like is what I probably would have done, just like waited where I was like standing, she just decides she's going to continue exploring the wax museum that she had no interest in. (laughs) I know. So he's outside and you kind of see him passing the windows a few times. He finds like Dorothy doors. Do you know what Dorothy doors are? You mean cellar doors? Yeah, the cellar doors. Sorry, I couldn't remember the actual, we call them Dorothy doors. Midwest. Okay. Um, and so Is this Midwest like, or just you? Uh, no, that's a Midwest thing. It's Dorothy okay. Doors. So it's well, a real, it's a real phrase. Okay, good yeah. to know for tornadoes, obviously. Yeah, no, um, you got it. 
Yeah. <laughs> and so he pulls on them and they don't open and he's kind of just looking around and going like through the bushes and he doesn't see anybody and you kind of see him passing the window and like waving at her. She like it's the horror movie thing. She's wandering around. Everything starts to look like more and more creepy to her. It's dark. You know, there's her boyfriend's not in the house anymore. And she like basically freaks herself out, knocks over a wax statue. No, it breaks. And she runs out of the house into Jared's arms. Oh, Jared, you are so, I don't know, comforting. I don't know. I mean, he probably is. (laughs) I could wait in your eyes forever. So they decide to head back to the gas station uh, to find see if they can meet up with that guy. It's probably been about the time, and he and so they're kind of looking through his stuff. He's not there yet. They see a fan belt. They're very Snoopy. They're very Snoopy. Jared, it's like that's his whole character trait. You'll see in a little bit. He's like the Snoopiest person I've ever seen. (laughs) I like how you call him Jared still. Like Jared Padalecki is the Snoopy guy, as opposed to his character Wade, who he is playing because he is not. Jared is not, in fact, a Snoopy person in a horror movie. Well, Wade. Fine. Wade is looking for his fan belt, but there is no the size that he need is not on the wall. And as he's looking through it, the guy shows up. His name is Bo. That's the one that was at the funeral service. Right. So Bo is there and he is like, hey, you guys are being awfully snoopy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm totally there. You snuck into my funeral. You snooped around the house of wax. And now you're poking <laughs> through my fan belts. Yeah. Not that he knows. Were the fan belts just like in an aisle or what? Yeah. Because the door was open to the gas station and it has like one of those auto shops kind of connected to it. And they're just up on like the wall of the shop. So he but was- it was clearly closed and they went in anyway. And I don't know if it was clearly closed, but they knew that the guy wasn't there. But they were just like, well, we'll grab it while he's here. And then, you know, in case he doesn't come back, we'll leave money for it. But we'll let's give him a few more minutes. So they were just looking at the sizes and pulled one okay. off. Yeah. So Bo shows up and he's like, oh, you're looking for a size 15 or whatever it is. I don't have them here, but I have them back at my house, which is where I get some of my stuff delivered when I'm not at the shop. But if you want to come up to the house, which isn't far, I can get you that size that you need. How and convenient. Like, sure. <laughs> I know. Because horror movie. <laughs> Come on. So as they're driving up to the house, they get the spooky backstory of the town. Of course. So they're driving up to the house and they mention that they snooped at the house of wax, which he's like, dude, seriously? And they said, oh, we noticed that Vincent was written on a bunch of the artwork there. And he's like, oh, yeah, that was Trudy's son. So probably the disturbed one. He says, yeah, it's a terrible story. Vincent's father had a medical practice in another town and he went under because he was doing some illegal surgeries that he wasn't supposed to be doing stuff that other doctors wouldn't touch. Ooh, like bunions. Yes, like (laughs) bunions. Yes, that. Illegal surgery. <laughs> Underground bunion know? surgery. Look, the Danielle, whole plot I of know. this movie is about uh, is about bunions. <laughs> Danielle, I know what the seamy underbelly of the medical <laughs> industry is, and it's bunions all the way down. <laughs> okay, let's go with it. You write that expose. <laughs> mm, what am I, a journalist? I'm no hero, Danielle. I'm just a man. You could be. You could give it to a journalist. Sure. All right, I'll call the post. <laughs> so. He talks about how the practice went under and they moved to a smaller town and kind of just restarted their lives, restarted the practice in the smaller town. And they had some more kids. And then, unfortunately, Trudy had a cyst in her brain and she rapidly declined in mental health till she became incoherent. Aww. I know. And the doctor was so depressed that he couldn't save her that he also killed himself and the two kids ended up in foster care. Okay. That's not great. I know. Depressing story, but you need a depressing story for a horror movie, apparently. <laughs> gotta have the disturbed ghosts. I gotcha. Yeah. Gotta, gotta know why. So they reach the house and Jared has to use the bathroom. So Wade has to use the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so he follows the guy into the house. Carly stays if one of them in the does, truck. The other one does too. I get it. <laughs> no, Carly stays in the truck. Then Bo goes inside to get the fan belt. And as Jared is using the bathroom, he continues his childlike instinct to search all things. Does he look through the medicine cabinet? No, he comes out of the bathroom and he sees like a room off to the side, like a, a office room. Don't go and to he, this guy's I office. Know. Everybody's waiting on him. They need to get back to the car. And he decides that he's going to go search through some guy's office while he's like using the bathroom. What a jerk. I know. I was so mad at him. Wait, Jared, thing, you're on my bad list. <laughs> so he's he sees those jars, like the science jars, you know, that have the the science jars in them. Like, like they always have like the fetus in them or whatever. You mean, like, like the, the formaldehyde preserving jars, yeah, like those. Okay. Okay, so they're gross. like right off. So they're in the room, and then he pulls back a curtain, and he sees a like a doctor's table and a tray that has all those old timey medical instruments that look particularly disturbing yeah. yeah and they're all just like lined out on the tray and the exam tables next to it and he's like cool old medical instruments and i was like dude no, get out of that it's a red flag <laughs> i mean man i know it was crazy i'm like watching this again i'm like what are you doing <laughs> Like, like clearly that's bad i know so he's like super into it he's like spinning them and playing with them and meanwhile carly's out in the truck and she goes gets out to stretch her legs she's been waiting and she notices that the truck has a broken headlight Oh, he was the one at the campsite being all creepy. Yep. And so she's like, oh, no. And so she gets in the car and she honks the horn to try and get his attention to come out of the house. And Jared Wade hears it. And (laughs) (laughs) Wade does not come to my mind first, Sam. I'm sorry. Just go with Jared. It's fine. I'm just going to make fun of it, though. So he hears it and he starts to like, oh, I need to get out of the room. Something's up. He goes to leave. And the lights go out in the house. And now he can't see, obviously, stuck in this office room. And as he's trying to get out... Is there no windows or something? No, it's like a pretty dark office space. The whole house... The whole movie is dark. It's just filmed in that way that, like, everything is dark. Got it. And the scenes when, like, lights go out... You know how sometimes in movies you can... It looks like it's daylight when the lights are out and everybody's Uh pretending like they can't see, but you can see them clearly? Yeah. This is one of those movies where the lights go out and you can barely see anything. (laughs) Oh, well, that's no fun. (laughs) Yeah. And so you can kind of see... He's, like, trying to get around you can see little flashes of stuff just where light is but not majorly and he ends up like a knife comes out you know there's a guy in there with him a knife comes out he gets stabbed <gasps> not jared wade padalacki whatever his name is in the movie <laughs> yep it's terrible so he gets stabbed a few times he f- like falls down he's unconscious hits his head or whatever and you can see somebody pulling him by his feet down the hallway wow this would never have happened if he just hadn't gone into that room like an idiot i know well it probably still would have happened but it wouldn't have happened in that room. <laughs> Maybe okay, the kitchen Danielle. or something. Well, okay, if there's a murderer in the house, like, the, the murderer's not going to let him leave. Why, why wouldn't he just gotten out? All right. You know what? Maybe. I don't know. This movie is crazy. Let's he go. still had to walk through the hallway, like, into the kitchen, out the door anyway. So Carly keeps honking the horn. He's not coming out. So she makes a call on her cell phone to the football group. I guess maybe Jared didn't have a cell phone. I don't know. To the football group who 
in a previous scene, actually split up. So Paris Hilton, yeah, Paris Hilton and her boyfriend had made camp. So they decided to get camp prepped for everybody. And then Carly's brother, Chad Michael Murray, and his friend Dalton headed back in the car to meet up with them at the washed out section of the road. Okie dokie. Makes sense, I guess. It's because Paris Hilton's boyfriend asked them if they would go ahead because he wanted to have sex with Paris. I mean, sure. That's his character trait. He's got to live up to it. <laughs> That's literally it. He likes football and he wants to have sexy times with his girlfriend. Oh, so he's a average American teen. Yes, or young adult. Whatever. So while she's on the phone, she's like, hey, I think we ran into the guy who was at the campground. Something weird's going on. And as she's on the phone, Bo comes out of the house mm-hmm. and she's like, hey, where's... Well, where's Wade? And he's like, oh, he must still be in the bathroom. He's not out here. And she doesn't trust him, obviously. Good. And so she ends up locking herself in the truck, which is like the closest thing available to her. And she's like, I know you were at our camp. And of course, you know, he's like, get out of my car. <laughs> and <laughs> he ends up breaking the window of the truck. And she does actually a very cool maneuver, which I don't think I've ever seen in a movie. Is She's like leaning down because the glass got broken, the truck. She's in the driver's seat. She leans down and she pushes the gas pedal with her hand. Uh to make the truck move forward and she's like dry she can't see obviously but she's steering with one hand and like pushing the gas with the other (laughs) until she can get away from him and then lifts up so that she can actually see where she's going how did she shift it to gear she had like her hand she was like shifted it and then she steering anyway it was actually kind of impressive it was kind of a cool maneuver i'd never actually seen anybody do that i was like good job carly yeah carly (laughs) learn how to have your hands so she gets away from him in the truck, but then, of course, immediately it kind of like skids, oh, not over a hill, but just like the tire pops over the hill and she can't get back up. So she's stuck in the truck. And during all of this, she loses her cell phone. Like it was on, she was still on the call with the other people that she was leaving a message because they actually didn't pick up their phone. But the phone drops and she runs off through the back of the truck and she's being chased by the guy. And meanwhile, Jared Wade is... <laughs> Pulled into the basement room of, I assume, the House of Wax, and it's a room like filled with wax candles and so a wait, boiling. They dragged him all the way across the road down no, the town. I think this. Okay, I actually didn't think of this until much later in the movie, but I think that Bo's house is like somehow connected via a. Like, I think it's nearby the House of Wax, and it's connected via some kind of basement route. Because the basement's quite large, and there's, like, a long hallway. We see it a little bit later. And you see it kind of during the scene when they're dragging him around. And so I think there's a connection between the two places. Okay, sure. Yeah, because they, like, end up in the House of Wax when they started in Bo's house, and they only use the basement. So my assumption is that they must somehow be connected. Makes sense. Yeah. And good question. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So he's in this basement, Jared is, and they he the person, it's like a masked person, injects him with something that's keeping him immobile. So he's he's awake now. He's waxed hairless, and then they strap him to this crazy device that like holds him in place, and then all of this wax is showered on him. It's basically encasing wax. Yes, they're encasing that's a great word for it. Exactly (laughs) what they're doing, Sam. It's kind of cool in a really disturbing, disgusting way. (laughs) So Carly has made it back into the main part of town, which is not super far. And she runs into the church for help. Sanctuary, I guess. I don't know what her thought process is. It's now like (laughs) nighttime. It's the only other place she's seen people. (laughs) 
Yeah. And so she runs in and she realizes that all the mourners are still there. And then she realizes that all the mourners are just wax figurines. So everyone in the town is made of wax. Well, at least in the church, yes. And so she starts to like go around and then she's touching the wax figurines and like looking at them and seeing and she's like, oh, these are people. <laughs> these aren't like just wax figurines. These were once people. How did she figure that? It's just, you can kind of tell when you look at them, they're clearly not just just whack. And she okay. breaks off a arm at some point and it kind of falls to the ground and it's kind of gross inside. And so I think she just has enough knowledge now to understand that that's what's going on. So she hears footsteps, of course, and she hides under the, the pastor's robe. Smart. Yeah, there's a casket there and it has a woman in it, also encased in wax, of course. Probably and, the mom. Yeah, and Bo comes in and he's like wandering. He sees the arm broken off and he's kind of suspicious of it. And he looks at the, the casket and is, it basically talks to his mom. It was very psycho. <laughs> That's that's great. Yeah. He's like, it's okay. You know, we're going to we're going to figure this out, mom. You know, how you doing? (laughs) And then, of course, he realizes that Carly is in the the space and he catches her and he takes her back to this gas station and he straps her to a chair and glues her mouth shut. So she's she's there. And she, I know it's gross. He gets interrupted because Chad Michael Murray and Dalton have now shown up at the washout and have walked into town and they're checking the gas station because they know that's where they were last. But she can't scream for help because her mouth is glued shut. And she's kind of like in the basement area of the gas station. Yes. Everything has a basement in this town. They might all be connected by a basement. It's entirely possible. Okay. We'll get more into the town a little bit later. Great. (laughs) So they hear music at the gas station, but they don't see anybody. And Dalton decides to go check the House of Wax to see if they're over there because Wade had mentioned it when they passed. And Chad Michael Murray decides to go get a drink. So he goes up to the 24-hour shop uh, that's like the store, and he it's locked. And he knocks on it, and the camera kind of pans, and you see that everything in the, the little, like, Minute Market store is all rotted and gross. And so clearly it hasn't been open for a long time. But he doesn't know that. He can't tell from the outside. And so he walks back over to the gas station, and Bo comes out of the gas station. And Chad is like, hey, did you see my sister that came through here? And he's kind of like suspicious of him. And Bo's like, oh, nope, didn't see anybody, which seems like a dumb answer to that. You could have been like, oh, yeah, they were here. I don't know where they went after. You know, we gave, got a fan belt for him. <laughs> like that, yeah. like a much more likely, he probably would have left you alone if you'd said that. Instead, he's like immediately suspicious because he's like, but they said they were going to the gas station. Like they're at the gas station. Yeah. How, have you not, how have you not seen him? Somebody else here? And they're like, oh, no, no. He's like, well, you know, my brother was here for a bit. Maybe my brother dealt with them. Like, they, may, they might be back up at the house. I'm happy to take you up there. <laughs> oh, man. Everyone's just happy to go to the house. I know. And Chad is still suspicious of him. And meanwhile, Carly has managed to break out of the chair that she's strapped to. Mm-hmm. And she kind of like pulls her mouth open and she's able to scream. And so Chad, Michael Murray, bless his little heart because he has such an attitude problem. He immediately like starts wailing on the guy. <laughs> he doesn't even like, he just like starts punching his face. <laughs> That's the right reaction though. <laughs> I know. He like tackles him. He's punching him and he run, like he gets ahead of the guy because he's like not winning the fight necessarily, but he gets ahead of the guy and he locks him out of his own store, like locks all the entryways into the gas station. And he runs down there and he gets Carly out of the basement. Is there a weapon they could find in the store maybe? I know. Here's the dumb 
something. This is one of those moments where I was like, well, grab a weapon. Like, obviously yeah. grab a weapon. And they're just kind of wandering around. And he does grab a wrench at some point. Carly, I don't think, grabbed anything, which was weird. I was like, I'm not, right. not that a wrench isn't a good choice, but there's like uh, probably other things that give He's you more space. A iron iron yeah, or like, something like that. I don't know if I do a hand tool so much as something that would give me a foot or two of space to be between me and the other person. I'm like a pole. Yeah, lots of things. Lots of things in a gas station you could use besides a wrench. <laughs> they were doing so well, Danielle. They're doing so well. I know. So they hear, while they're doing all this, they hear Bo leave. Like his truck starts up and he drives off, clearly because he couldn't get into a shop. And Dalton, the friend of that had come with Chad Michael Murray, Dalton, meanwhile, is going into the House of Wax. Why does everyone just wander into this thing? Well, because they're looking for... The town's kind of like dead, no pun intended. But it's, kinda <laughs> like, it's quiet and they're wandering around and they know that Jared had been interested in the House of Wax. So they were like, well, maybe they went over there while they were, you know, blowing the okay. town or whatever. So Dalton goes in. It's closed, obviously, but he just pops his head and he's like, hello, anybody there? Like, you guys here? We're trying to get back to the camp. So he's wandering through and he does see Jared. Jared's sitting at a chair in the house and he walks over and he's like, dude, come on, we need to get out of here. So let's go back oh, to the no, campground. Oh, no, it's Wax Jared. And he suddenly realized that it's Wax Jared. <laughs> All right. I have a question, Danielle. Absolutely. Because maybe I missed something. But if you cover somebody in wax, like, you still have to recreate all their features, their hair. Yes. You have to paint it and the clothing. How much time do they have to do this? Okay. I have no idea how Jared got done so quickly. I'm gonna, like, I'd be honest. I also was questioning how within, like what two hours or something yeah. like they managed to create a fully formed jared <laughs> yeah to put the actual like I, I don't know if these are the same level they have at places like madame tussauds but they actually put in like the hairs one at a time into the scalp right to make it look and real to be fair they're encasing a human so maybe they can use the real hair i don't well, know how like, that but wouldn't that look fake as heck he's like oh there's like a hole in your head with your hair poking out no, of it i agree they probably didn't because like, they did i don't remember if they shaved his head they definitely like waxed you said his they waxed off. him all yeah. yeah so i don't know sam i don't know i also had that thought <laughs> and i was okay. like very perplexed and they do show him doing a lot of like the the guy who makes the wax figurines you do see him kind of doing some of the the things i'm sure that wax sculpture people do sculptures all right i just want to make sure i wasn't being too no i think that's a totally yeah. valid question because i also was like how did that get done so fast and looked exactly like Jared <laughs> yeah no there's no way they could have done that do they have a photo to work from because once he's covered in wax you can't really see his face see what anymore he looks like i know but maybe the guy's just a, like savant in terms of memorizing what features and art and just being able to recreate that i don't know but i don't think they could have done it that fast regardless okay i'm glad we're on the same page there yes i also was like what the heck <laughs> but drama wise it's it's fun <laughs> I can't deny that. Yeah, and it's actually kind of gruesome. Um, I won't go too much into detail, but he, he sees him, and Jared's eyes are still flickering back and forth. So he is still alive under his wax encasement, but he can't move. Why don't you just break the wax and get him out of there, then? Okay, yeah, you think that would work, but it's hot wax on your skin. So he starts to try and, like, peel the wax back, and it is not pretty. <laughs> like... How hot is this wax? I don't know. It is like spray. They boil it. It's like it's one time you see a cult, like a cauldron with full of wax being boiled okay, on like a so flame I guess of it. It's it melted to his hot. skin. Yeah, it, it's implied that it's melted onto his skin. Okay, well, that is gross. Yeah, it was super gross. And so he's trying to, like, get him out. He's like, oh, man, I'm gonna get you out of here. And obviously that doesn't happen. And then the masked stranger shows up and has knives and is, like, stabbing everything. And Dalton's head immediately gets chopped off. 
immediately just gets chopped off by the man swinging knives randomly. Yeah, people die like just one after the other in this movie, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, okay, wow, high body count. (laughs) Yeah, so Jared's dead, and like 10 minutes later, now Dalton's dead, and you see him dragging the body away again, and his head is like doing the blinking thing, you know? (laughs) Like, oh, I'm still alive, but I'm not. Okay. And Chad and Carly try to call the police, so a point for that. Like, they're in the shop, and they pick up the phone, but it's just doing the tone thing. Like, then we don't Do have any service thing. Do they have cell phones still? The, so, remember Carly earlier dropped her cell phone? Okay. And 2005, I'm assuming everybody didn't have cell phones because Chad Michael Murray never mentions once that he has a cell phone. They're just trying to get back to Carly's cell phone that she dropped. Okay. And earlier, Carly didn't call her boyfriend when he was missing. She didn't call Wade. She called back at the so i think there's like two cell phones in this group oh all right well more than normal for these movies yes so she drops cell phone so they're they're like okay well if we can get back up to the truck where you drop the cell phone because she thinks she dropped it in the truck maybe she did not it shows earlier that it like slipped out of the truck and it kind of fell off to the side of the ground she thinks that if they can get the phone then they can call the police and they can get out of there so i mean points for them for actually thinking about calling the police for once in their lives yeah so they escape the garage. Bo was already left in his truck. And she's explaining to Chad all of the stuff. Like, the church people were wax. Like, I think everybody in the town is wax. We haven't seen anybody alive. And then she kind of pauses and she's like, wait, I saw that woman in the window that was, like, closing the curtains in the window. And so they run over to the house where she saw that person and they kind of, like, crawl up there and they look in the window and it turns out... It's just, it's like home alone up there. Oh. <laughs> There's like a woman, a wax human woman that's just like on a little thing that just periodically opens and closes the curtain. <laughs> Why would you ever do that? Why would you set that up? To make it, I guess it's like a town meant to, it's like a Venus flytrap town, Sam. <laughs> okay. But having a random woman open a curtain every now and then, all right. I don't see how that really attracts much attention. Well, they noticed it because it was the only human thing they saw in the entire... Would it be much more enticing to have, like, people moving around in, like, a store or a house? Not just, like, occasionally opening a curtain? And actually, I didn't mention this, and I have no idea what the concept was behind it. But at one point, she's like, ooh, a pet store. And they run over, and they're a little, like puppies in the window like very young puppies and they're kind of all sleeping and little tails are moving and i didn't think about it like the first time i watched it i'd assume so but the tails were moving and i was like are they animatronic like how did (laughs) what there's a lot going on this movie that needs to be answered (laughs) are there just puppies (laughs) like maybe Uh, they're real puppies I hope they're not wax puppies. That'd be sad. They are black and white, I think, if I remember correctly, which is what the dog was. So maybe they're the dog's puppies. Okay. Come to think of it. I'm going to I'm gonna go with that. I'm going to assume that we're going to pretend like those are real puppies from the dog. Yeah. People turn to wax, fine. <laughs> puppies turn to wax, not okay. <laughs> they were moving. They weren't wax. Well, maybe their tails were wagging because the rest of them were encased in wax. Danielle, Aww. why? You can take that out. It's okay. I <laughs> know. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. Oh. <laughs> Okay. So they realize the entire town is basically like a trap, essentially. So meanwhile, Paris and her boyfriend are somewhere. Oh, they're somewhere. They're in. So meanwhile, (laughs) meanwhile, Paris and her boyfriend are back at the camp and they're having sexy times to some boombox music. 2005. Got it. (laughs) The music stops. There's like a a brief strip tease because, you know, Paris Hilton taking her clothes off. It's for all the the guys in the audience, I guess, or girls who are into Paris Hilton. And they 
there's a like a striptease. The music stops, and so he leaves to go turn back on the music, and she's kind of like put out that he's he's leaving the tent. Yeah, no duh. Yeah, and he realizes that he has a missed call on his cell phone that was from earlier when Carly called. And so he turns back on the music, and he's listening to the cell phone call, and he's like, what the heck? Because it like chronicled her entire... Why wouldn't he just listen to the call first, then turn on the music? Oh, because he didn't notice it till after he turned on the music. He like oh, okay. turned the music on and was like, oh, my phone. And so he's like kind of freaked out about this message and it shoots back over to Paris and she's getting annoyed. She's like, hey, are you coming back to bed? And he doesn't answer. She turns off the light. She like pretends like she's going to go to sleep, basically. Mm -hmm. And about five seconds later, the light kind of flips on and the masked guy is somehow in the tent. <laughs> How did he get there from the I town so quickly? And maybe he's outside the window. There's like a it's a windowed tent somehow. So possibly he's outside the window is just the way it was filmed. But it looked like he was like there. So he's managed. She's like freaks out. She runs out of the tent. She gets ahead of him. She runs past her boyfriend who's like stabbed and lying on the ground like, oh, help me. And she's like, no. <laughs> she keeps running. Because <laughs> what is she going to do about it? He's like stabbed right. in the neck. And so she runs and she ends up in this like nearby kind of building structure. And to, to her credit, she grabs like a pole to use as a weapon. She's There's like a box of old cell phones and just stuff that you can see has been taken from people that have been through the town over the mm -hmm. years so, but nothing's working so she has her pulled she's trying and then she's chased were they by the camping near the town like how close were they she could just run to it they were i don't think she's in the town i think she's kind of in like a little offshoot of the town like outside of the town okay i'm gonna say i think it was 15 miles from the town where they were for the camping if I remember correctly from earlier, he in the got movie. there fast. Well, there's two of them. I know, but he was just in there because then he just cut the head off of the other guy. Yes. But okay. again, I'm assuming everything's connected by underground basements. That's a good point, Sam. I don't know. <laughs> 15 miles is a long way to go by an underground basement, Danielle. <laughs> I, I agree. I don't know. That's like a 15 minute drive minimum. Yes, I agree. I have no idea. He does have a truck. He has a truck. Okay. So he and must have driven the out there. They didn't. I guess, I guess they didn't. I don't know where he parked the truck. Maybe he parked the truck a little ways away and like hiked in the last quarter mile. I don't know, but <laughs> okay. he does have a truck because he arrives later in a truck. So he how do you know where they were? I don't, Sam. I don't know. <laughs> Just like, boy, I don't know. <laughs> All good questions. <laughs> All right, this is standard horror movie stuff. Okay, we <laughs> yeah. can just move on. No, no, it's valid questions. You should bring them up. I just, I don't have answers. <laughs> no, I get it. Just standard, you know, Jason Voorhees teleports around. I get it. Let's yeah. just move. It's very, or very Mama good Voorhees, question. whichever one. To be honest, I did not think about that at all when I was watching it, and that is a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> so... She is in some, I don't know, shed warehouse structure. I don't remember what how she got there, what she did. And she's stuck in there and she's being chased by the guy. And she pretty much is summarily killed, like pretty rapidly. She fights with the, the pole a few times and gets stabbed a couple of times and she almost makes it out. And then this huge pole is like javelined through her yeah. forehead and she dies. And the camera just spends an inordinate amount of time on this scene, <laughs> like just watching her with the pole through her head. And I was like, okay, any minute you guys want to like move on <laughs> to the cut. next scene is fine. <laughs> it's almost, it gets to the point, it's so long that it actually becomes funny, which is <laughs> always amusing. So yeah, she's dead. Her boyfriend's dead. I got dead. that. I think a pull through the head no, would do I was it. Just, I was do making the list. So she's dead, her boyfriend's dead, Dalton's dead, and Jared Padalecki is, if he's not dead, he definitely wishes he was dead. And there's like two left then, right? Yeah, it's just the two of them. It's the brother-sister twins. 
evil oh. good twin. Wow, good for them. Yeah. So, four people dead very rapidly in succession. And our plucky heroes... Are they really heroes? I mean... Well, they're the heroes of the story in that they're not... They're the ones you want to live, theoretically. Do we? Unless you're on the side of the waxers, <laughs> in which case, no. I mean, the wax guys are kind of funny. They make good jokes. <laughs> and these guys come around poking through all their stuff. I'm kind of on the waxer side. <laughs> like, get out of our town. <laughs> you're right. Like, they didn't ask you to come here and start, like, nosing around through my house of wax and poking through my room with my weird medical stuff and poking through my gas station. Like, we were just out here minding our own business and you just stormed in here. Sure, I would. I I'm on the side that if death is the retribution for being nosy, then they, I guess they deserved that. <laughs> Look, I'm not here to judge on what the appropriate punishment is for crimes. I'm not that person. But on the other hand, I, I can't say they're completely innocent. No, I agree. They do deserve some kind of recompense, but I'm not sure if being encased in wax is appropriate. <laughs> well, is being encased in wax ever appropriate? I mean, it's a total faux pas. Well, to be fair. If you are nosy in the House of Wax, maybe you do deserve to be encased in wax. All right, Danielle, let's put that down into our <laughs> rules of the universe. Absolutely. Be nosy in the House of Wax, become part of the House of Wax. <laughs> so they're concerned that they're going to run into Vincent. They know Bo had left with the truck, but they assume Vincent is the brother and is around here somewhere. Chad breaks a window of a shop where there's like a sportsman wax figure like a hunter and there's a bow so apparently somebody along the way was a bow hunter and got encased in wax wait 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 he finds a bow the guy's name is bow i think there's a connection yeah and now it's funny when bow gets shot by an arrow later <laughs> i figured that was gonna happen <laughs> and while they're stealing it because they break the glass it's very loud bow appears behind them of course and starts shooting at them with a shotgun shotgun beats bow i'm gonna say that yeah, right they, now <laughs> Does. Of course, he misses twice because apparently With he can't shoot. <laughs> yeah, and he's not that far away, Sam. He's like 40 feet away. Like, it's not that far. <laughs> you know, I've never fired a shotgun in real life. But I imagine they're one of the things it's harder to miss with. Yeah, it was pretty impressive because he like completely wild. Like they're not even moving the first time that he shoots. They just broke the glass and are like standing there admiring the bow that they found. <laughs> Man, all right. I'm no longer on his side. I know. It was impressive. So that was my first thought when he missed. I was like, how did you miss? <laughs> <laughs> so they run and they end up in a movie theater that's filled with wax figures. And everything starts up when they go in there. You know, the video comes or the big sure. the Magic old timey. Yeah, thing. like, okay. I don't, I'm sure they explain, maybe they explain that. I don't know. But old timey music starts and all that kind of stuff. And Bo follows them in there. And I have no idea where Chad Michael Murray disappears to, but Carly ends up sitting down and pretending to be one of the figurines. Not a bad plan, but you think they know all the ones in their theater. Yeah, and it kind of looks like at the beginning he's sort of counting, which is funny, but then that's quickly abandoned and now he's not sure anymore. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> okay. So Bo's like going around, he has a few near misses, and then at some point he definitely seeks Carly and she ducks right as he shoots and he shoots the, the wax figure behind her. And she runs out and then Chad Michael Murray appears out of nowhere and shoots at Bo. With the bow. With the bow. Bow with the bow. <laughs> and it goes through his arm. And they both run out of the theater. And as Bo runs out of the theater, Chad Michael Murray is like right at the door and he shoots him through the chest. And Bo goes down on his back. With the bow again or with the shotgun? With the bow, because he still has the bow. Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You said just shoot him from point blank. Sorry, Bows and arrows don't really work very well at point blank. It wasn't really point blank. It was like six feet away. 
Okay. It was like right as he opened the door, he shot him through the chest. Got it. And of course, they go over to him and they like kick him to see if he's still alive. And I'm like, double, double tap. tap. <laughs> like, what exactly? <laughs> he's not dead. He's clearly not dead. No. <laughs> Finish the job. Carly checks his pockets for shotgun shells because obviously they wanted to upgrade and they only have the two arrows to the bows and there's no more shotgun shells and they just leave him there. And I was like, chop off his head. Strangle him. (laughs) Do something. I was so mad. They do that in every horror movie. So instead of doing like literally anything else after this, they think the guy's dead. They know that there's another attacker. They know that their friends are probably toast, but they're not sure. They decide they're going to go look for their friends. And so <laughs> they're like, let's do... That's not a good idea. Go I know. get help. They're like, let's do a one through of Bo's house and see if we can like find Wade because maybe he's still in the house because they don't know yet that he's encased and waxed and mostly dead. <laughs> yeah, mostly dead. So they end up back at the house. They see like a gun box thing and then so they're looking for a key and Chad runs upstairs. He's just kind of, I don't know why he goes upstairs, but he does. And Carly's still looking downstairs. So she's like opening drawers and she finds old clippings, newspaper clippings about a doctor who separated conjoined twins. And <laughs> and how it was like a huge medical, like, disa- not disaster, but a big medical deal, you know, like, nah, I wouldn't say breakthrough. Like, because I'm pretty sure it's probably referencing the fact that the dad had to finish his practice. Remember, he was mm-hmm. like, run out of town or whatever. And I'm assuming the medical practice they were referencing was probably that. Was he it a separ- scandal? Yeah, like a scandal, kind of. Okay. And so there's a couple of clippings of that. And then there's a picture of the conjoined twins at birth. And like one of them, its face is kind of like stuck to the other, the side of the head of the other one. Oh, and that's the mask. Yeah. And then there's like a pictures of just kids growing up, you know, like older pictures of them. And she's all like, oh, this is mysterious. Maybe it must be the, the brothers. And she hears a noise, like somebody coming into the house. And one of the pictures drops to the floor, of course. Yep. She shoves them all back in the drawer and she hides. And who comes into the house? Sam, who is Bo? it? It's Bo. It's Bo. <laughs> filled with arrows. <laughs> Bo filled with arrows. And he's, he's no he's no longer Bo. He is Quiver. He's Quiver. And so Quiver is over there trying to take out the arrows. <laughs> <laughs> he's like trying to get them out of his chest and out of his arm, but it's it's not going super well. So she's trying to hide. She hears a truck pull up. She looks out the window and she sees Paris Hilton and her boyfriend dead in the back of the of the pickup truck and she's like oh no my friends are dead <laughs> well you'll be too if you don't get out of there i know bummer and Bo hears it hears the truck as well and it turns out that it's vincent his brother and he comes in the guy with the mask he comes in and Bo just gives him what for he's like you're not supposed to leave without me you're such a freak like how dare you and vincent is kind of i don't know ignoring him you could say and he goes and he heats up a spoon like a metal spoon over a flame and he fixes his mask and it turns out his mask is made out of wax as well because it's kind of all beaten up from the the fights that he's had and Bo kind of changes his tune a little bit and he's like you're doing so well you know look how lifelike your creations are now aren't you glad that you followed my directions and used real people for your your masterpieces <laughs> and so you kind of get the idea that Bo is the mastermind behind it and vincent kind of the the pawn tool. you know yeah. yeah the tool and so then Bo sees the picture on the ground and realizes that they're probably in the house and Carly, meanwhile, had snuck up the stairs. And she is... Up the stairs. Okay. Yeah, because they always go up the stairs. <laughs> but to <laughs> be fair, do. I think the entryway is blocked by 
Bo and Vincent. And so she snuck up the stairs and Chad grabs her and Chad had found a trapdoor upstairs and it leads to the basement, the magical basement that apparently is beneath the entire town. <laughs> so upstairs he found a yeah, right, trapdoor? I'm pretty sure he went upstairs. I don't think he went downstairs. I think he went upstairs. Okay, that's one way to architect it. Yeah, so it's super interesting. And so they're in the basement and they go down this long hallway and they they can't see anything and they find a like a switch like the switches the fuse boxes and there's just a whole bunch of them they're not labeled and so they just start turning on and off all this all the switches trying to find the light to light up the basement and of course like all the, all everybody. the lights in the town are like going on and off the sounds are going on and off the like weird carousel music like the, you know like all the things that happen when you turn on like a carnival town basically. Yeah, I got it. And so immediately, Bo is like, oh, they're in the basement at the fuse box. Duh. Duh. And they do actually get the light on. And they run through there and they find like the wax shop, essentially. So there's a huge cauldron boiling with wax in it. They see Dalton tied up to the machine with the wax sprayed on him. And Ew. I know. And, and Chad, Michael Murray is like, oh, Dalton, you know, let me get you out of there. And he goes to like pull him, but the head pops off. <laughs> Just kind of funny. <laughs> okay. Macabre. I like I it. Know. And um, Vincent follows them down there and they get into a fight and they accidentally hit the thing that controls the fire and it becomes like really big under the cauldron of wax. Uh-oh. They're going to melt the house. And during the fight, the wax spills over and everything gets set on fire and like the whole workshop's now on fire. And so... They run upstairs, or Carly runs upstairs. Vincent's trapped in the basement, and he kind of uses a, a mattress as a cover and gets through the flames, so you like clear that he's probably going to come out of that alive. And they run upstairs. Carly sees Wade's wax body, and she's like, Wade! And that's like all Wade gets. <laughs> Just a passing <laughs> comment, because they're running. Well, what, they, they got time for this, Danielle. They gotta get out of there. <laughs> I know. And Chad sees Bo, and again, plus Chad Michael Murray, he just, like, jumps on Bo and starts hammering on him and, like, beating him up again, <laughs> which I love. Bo's taking a lot of punishment. I know. In horror movies, it's so funny because usually people, like, only fight when they absolutely have to, but no, Chad Michael Murray is, like, headfirst, always just, like, rushing the bad guys, like, I'm gonna kill you first. <laughs> I appreciate that. I know. I was kind of into it. It's, like, kind of different than usual. And as you mentioned, Sam, the house is made of wax. <laughs> yeah, not a great structural design. No, and so what is starts one of the uh, definitely the best part of the movie. It's like twenty minutes of really cool footage. The fire starts to melt the bottom of the the flooring and starts starts to sink in as wax would. The flames start to shoot out of like holes that are being created <laughs> in the wax flooring. Ooh, the floor is lava. Yeah, it's basically the floor is lava, and all the wax figurines that are in the the house of wax start to drip. And they show all these like close up shots of just the fingers dripping and like the the dresses dripping off, and mm -hmm. it's very cool. And so Chad is still beating up Bo, but. Bo manages to stick a knife into Chad's leg, and Carly comes in with a baseball bat that she'd found, and she just, like, goes to town on Bo and starts, like, beating in his face, Finally. which is pretty great. <laughs> yeah, he's very dead now. Very, very dead. And Vincent appears, and his face is, like, melting off of him because he uses the wax the wax, right, I got the wax, wax mask. mask. And he sees his dead brother, and he goes over and kind of is, like, crossing his face, and he's dealing with his emotions. And Chad is like, Carly, run, because he can't because of his leg. And so he kind of, like, pushes her up, and she she runs up the stairs. And I was like, Up the Carly. stairs! <laughs> Ow! 
The Go house out. is melting. Carly's dumb. I know. I was like, what are you doing? It's a terrible idea to run. It's always a terrible idea to run up the stairs. It's definitely a terrible idea when the house is made of wax. <laughs> so Vincent runs after her. He leaves his brother behind. And Chad Michael Murray can't run because he's stuck on his not. leg. So she ran someplace useless and he's stuck below. Yep. Good and job. She ends up in a wax recreation of their childhood room that they had made and there's a wax figurine in the crib of the conjoined twins ew i know it's gross but she pushes the wax crib to block the the wax door (laughs) and vincent uses like the biggest knife known to mankind and he cuts through the door and symbolically it cuts through the two twins like it cuts them apart where they would have separates them just like the surgery did two twins i was like okay that was very on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> this movie doesn't seem like it you know, deals a lot in subtleties. No, it does not. And he makes it into the room and Carly's trying to like psychoanalyze him out of killing her. Like, you're just doing this because your brother made you. You're just an artist. Don't kill me. I'm you know, I'm another person. I really love you. Outside, work. <laughs> but she had to go upstairs. <laughs> And while they're kind of doing this, Chad Michael Murray has meanwhile, like, basically, like, drug himself up the melting staircase to get up there to try Why and help her. Why is everyone going upstairs? Because he's trying to help his sister. I know, but dumb. She had gone outside. They'd be fine. Yep. And Chad makes it up there. He attacks Vincent and they rip off Vincent's mask. And it's supposed to be, like, kind of a big reveal, but it's just like a dis figured scarred face like as Uh as it probably would be if you were you know cut apart from your conjoined twin especially back in the 70s or whatever yep and uh, it's all scarred and they're all like and i was like that's not surprising you knew his face was scarred like why else would he have the mask on (laughs) right Just the reveal was really funny. I was like, that's not a reveal. We knew. Yeah. And they have a bunch of stabbing that goes on. He, like, pulls the knife out of his leg and they're trying to stab each other as the house is, like, melting around them. And a hole, like, opens up in the floor and they get into a huge fight. And Vincent (laughs) ends up falling through the hole, like, multiple stories to the ground below. And he lands on his twin brother face down. Gross. (laughs) So now they're conjoined again in death. Oh, full circle. I know. It's so symbolic. (laughs) But really obviously symbolic. Yeah, let's go with that. (laughs) Symbolic. So they somehow are managing to stay like in the place where it's not melting. I don't know how everything is melting around them. They're trying to. They're trying to get back down the stairs. And so they are on this area where it's just like it's melting all around them. And then they realize, duh, the walls are made of wax. So they start to like dig through it, trying to get like out of the house. Finally. Yeah, I know. And as they dig through it, you see that they're digging through the house of wax sign that was carved into the the top of the building. They pop out like the A. They they do. They pop out the A, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) They pop out the A, and then it's, like, melting to the ground, so they're, like, crawling out of the hole as it's melting to the ground, trying to get out of the house. And it's a huge flames everywhere and smoke. And then it cuts to the next scene, and there's, you know, it's in the morning, and there's police and fire trucks and everything. Where were they when 150 people or whatever were murdered and covered in wax? Well, they kind of talk about that. I guess at some point, something had shut, like a mill, I think, had shut down in the area, and they brought the freeway through, and it became, like, a ghost town. And the road washed out, and so nobody's ever out there. So they just didn't realize that they were 
people were still being like attracted to that area. I mean, no one saw the House of Wax sign. Well, they knew there was a House of Wax out there, but they thought everything is left, like a ghost town. Because it's in the middle but of my nowhere. Point is, there must have been people going missing for decades in that area. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't, Sam, I don't know. The idea <laughs> is that like, they just Police assumed are that always nobody incompetent in, in horror movies, <laughs> yeah. apparently. They were. And then the, the funny part is like the end, they get their wounds taken care of. They're riding away in an ambulance and the cop gets a, a notice like on the, the their radio. It's just being like, hey, there weren't only two kids. There were actually three. So be on the lookout for a third kid and or third, third adult. And as they are driving away in their ambulance, they see the roadkill guy. Oh. And he has a dog next to him that was in the house of wax. And he's just like waving at them as they leave. He's hanging out on the bed of his truck. And they just kind of like look at him as they pass, not realizing. And they drive out of town. They don't the realize end. he's the roadkill guy is part of this whole thing? Nope, they don't. Because <laughs> he did pull a hand made of wax out of the pit, which seems like a giveaway. Well, it was a mannequin. I mean, he said it was a mannequin. It probably was a wax hand or something okay. or maybe a mannequin used in um like i got questions daniel oh, i've got so many questions <laughs> i imagine you would how would you not after that story <laughs> why is my biggest question right now why were they murdering people um i think they were just because they had a terrible childhood or that's what it's attributed to because that's like every horror movie's attribution so their dad separated them at when they were younger and it destroyed his practice and he was a little abusive not a little he was pretty abusive <laughs> well I don't, okay he was very abusive i don't know you only told me about that one scene uh, beginning, yeah, was, so I don't know. that's the only scene they had about it but it was very like you could tell okay so he's very abusive how does that translate to let's make a whole town out of wax people yeah so i don't it's never specifically stated, but it is understood that the mom obviously kind of found her calling in the wax. Yeah. Like, that's her town that she created. And the mom was also abusive. And she definitely put a lot of pressure on the, the, the artistic son to be, like, to make up for his deficits with, I mean, like, physically. That's, uh-huh, how, she, that's how she saw it. Right. That's how yeah. she saw it. And she was basically like, you need to make up for that with your art. And she always favored one brother over the other and kind of like matched them up against each other. And so I think it was the idea kind of psycho-esque of like doing this for mother kind of thing. All right. Making your art as good as it can be. And the best way to do that is to feed. Like I Bo used that as a way to feed his serial killer instincts and kind of pulled Vincent into it to be saying, you know, mom would watch her art to be the best it can be. All right. Well, you've answered all my questions. <laughs> that was one question, Sam. I know you haven't answered any of my questions. That's just one of them <laughs> that I'm still not convinced on. But the teleporting brothers, why was the third brother even there if he wasn't part of the whole scheme? Why didn't he help them at all? I just watched the town burn down. I have no idea. I like, I don't know if it's trying to insinuate that maybe he was one of the people. Like maybe that's how there were. They were everywhere because there were three of them. Maybe he's not super involved in it. Maybe I did, like they don't ever go like why were they yeah. going to do a sequel? Why? I don't know. <laughs> House of Wax two waxier, <laughs> waxier and better than ever. Candle time. <laughs> so I don't All know, right. Sam. I don't. That know. That was a thing. I mean, the central conceit of covering people in wax is not bad i gotta say yeah it's pretty horrifying and i will admit that like i said the last 20 minutes of that movie with the house melting there's a bunch of behind the scenes footage that i have not watched but i plan to because i'm just Mm. curious how like that stuff was wild that was a very cool scene because it kind of elevated what is your usual you know 
fight and get away scene of the, yeah. the final characters. So. so you tell our listeners, eh, maybe skip the first hour and a half and just watch <laughs> that last 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to miss much. Just assume that everybody else has already died and these are the two characters that have to survive. <laughs> and none of the character building matters at all. Like, no, it none doesn't. of their traits come back to help them. None of their skills or what do you learn about them ever comes into play. It's not like, oh, this is good because I'm a car thief. I have to hotwire this car. That doesn't happen. Nope. So I guess it's just a really a vehicle for interesting wax torture scenes. So yeah. if you're into that kind of thing, yeah, go and, for it. And actually with the car thing, just I didn't say it because it's not that important, but it is kind of funny. He at one point points out that he actually went away for that because Dalton is the one that stole the car, but he just took the rap for it because he had already what? he already had some stuff in his past and it was like just another, you know, black spot on his past and he didn't want Dalton to go away for it when Dalton has never been in any trouble for anything. So he just like, you're like, oh, he's like the bad guy with a heart of gold, I guess is the concept. Okay. <laughs> but it doesn't play into it. You're like, there's all no. this backstory with these characters. And rather than like, I guess the two brother and sisters that are twins, like reconciling, and that never comes back either, the twins. Why do they have to reconcile? Were they fighting a lot before this? Yeah, they were argumentative because he kind of blamed her for going to jail for the car i guess at some point she had like the police had shown up and been like hey what's the deal with the car and she's like i don't know and because she didn't just stand up for him he was blaming her and she's like it's not my problem you're the one who stole the car i didn't like tell them that you stole it i didn't even know it was stolen <laughs> fair anyway, enough convoluted backstory and for like not much i don't i'm not sure why it yeah, all existed. no i think the movie should have focused more on the waxy guys the waxy brothers i want to hear more about their backstory yeah so it was pretty classic. I mean, it was it was a fun watch. I didn't like I didn't mind the two hours I spent on it for sure. And definitely the last 20 minutes of that film made it worth watching in terms of just ingenuity and creativity. <laughs> okay, Danielle, big question. Yes. On the spooky scale. <laughs> spook scale? How spooked were you? Um, how many spooks out of 10? How many spooks out of 10? Um, I, as you know, Sam, I watch a lot of horror movies, so... Yeah, okay, you're just get, a creepy person, I get it. <laughs> I don't want, just like, it's hard, I'm not scared by scary movies very easily, um, especially just slasher flicks. There I'm not are, asking you, like, how scared were you personally, but on the scale of spooky movies, how spooky was this movie? There are some, like, gruesome scenes in there, which are not my favorite things in horror movies, and so those, I definitely, like, look away from the screen whenever that happens, because I'm not, like, I just don't want to watch it. Um, <laughs> but it's not being scared, it's just like, ew, gross. Uh, right, I got it. And so I would say, oh gosh, it's not that frightening, but it's kind of unnerving. I'm going to give it like a six and a half, seven. Six and a half wax figures out of ten. Yeah, six and a half wax figures out of ten. All right. It's definitely fun enough, scary enough. Well, it's a pretty good way to start our spooky month with a fairly spooky movie that is ridiculous. <laughs> But in a great way, in a waxy oh, yeah. way. <laughs> it is a wax classic. <laughs> wax classic. If you watched House of Wax and were particularly frightened by it, please let us know. Or even better, if you have answers to all of our questions about the practicality of making wax figures from people, please reach out to us. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Book Retorts. Or you can reach us at bookretorts.com through email. And until next time, stay spooky! <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thanks.
my head every time they're on screen. I'm like, it's Jared Padalecki. And I really like saying Jared Padalecki and Chad Michael oh, I Murray. Oh, <laughs> Those are two names that are just fun to say. 